we might need to come back to Elon Musk sure. or, or those type of personalities um, because of their pervasive influence and their worldview being accepted. Their worldview is just being accepted. So they're redefining problems. They're creating problems that aren't problems uh, and they're dismissing real problems and they're providing themselves as the alternative and the savior of humanity. What are we standing up for? The ability, the freedom to do what's right as God defines that right. God's the ultimate author of liberty. We don't want government to stand between us and our freedom to do what is right. Welcome to the Bible Nation podcast. I'm Doug Levesque. Joining me today are two of Michigan's top cultural influencers, Mr. Tony Nash, the owner of AZ Business Solutions, one of the most active movers of societal thought today, and also Jason Georges, pastor of the Emanuel Baptist Church of Corona, Michigan, a man of God to keep us on track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're here today to discuss myths in space exploration. The last couple of weeks has been just amazing. If you like NASA, space exploration, etc., but some of it just seems far-fetched. It seems science fiction. And so I kind of subtitled this uh, Faith in Science dot 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 fiction. <laughs> so who knows where this is going to go. This is going to be the most ad hoc yeah. uh, discussion that we've had. But it's pertinent to culture, and the Bible does have some things to say about it. So let's make sure that we're you know, on, on cue there. So don't forget, folks, the best culture is the Bible culture. It's proven and it works. Check out all of today's topics, articles, books, and of course, our podcast on BibleNation.org. Well, fellas, the Bible's pretty clear right from the beginning. God created the heavens. We're not really discussing the earth, but the earth is, I guess, part of the heavens and yet distinct from the heavens. Otherwise, there wouldn't be distinction. He pronounced it good. So space is not bad. Planets are not bad. The Bible mentions the constellations. That's not bad. Uh, The Chaldeans were lookers into... um, the constellations and the stars. They were prognosticators, and yet the Bible says no to astrology, you know, no to that form of worship. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. And so when you look into space, you should see God. There's a God discussion there, and that should be first and foremost in our hearts. And yet it says that man worshiped the creature, the created thing, more than the creator. And I guess for us puny humans, isn't that what uh, the Martian in the in the uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons would call us? Yeah. These puny mortals, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's what our view would be. It wouldn't be of God; it would be of ourselves. Um, so in antiquity, they worshipped the planets. They called them gods. They associated with them gods. Mars and Jupiter. Paul and Barnabas are actually called Mars and Jupiter and are worshipped as these gods come down in the form of mankind, remember, in Ephesus. Well, they forbid that. They said, no, 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 don't do that. That's a mistake, right? right? Don't worship us as gods. And uh, in basically, they were trying to come and preach salvation, and the devil was allowing them to be exalted to see if they would go for this alternative uh, to salvation. So I think there's a lot there. I think there, there has been books written. Uh, Jason Lyle is a an astronomer you know a doctored intellectual published uh he's worked for ken ham and the creation museum and others 
and he's actually written some great stuff about you know the science of the planets and the stars and space and so i don't think it's a realm that we don't look into i don't think it's a realm that we're not interested in it's fascinating mm -hmm. you know most of the pictures that we see if you really look at the fine print are doctored because light doesn't do in space what it does here right and it doesn't emit the same colors you know in the prism as it does here so most of the do of the pictures that we get of space objects have to be filtered have to be um there's edited some... have to be doctored and in many cases they're just phony they're inter and, there's interpretation there's there. an interpretation of what's there absolutely right. yeah. so we have to r realize that as well but um it is mysterious and you know in antiquity they worshiped it uh, even in india they had the blue men the avatars that came to earth and i think you could find it in all kinds of religions you know today we are fascinated with science fiction and it's interesting science and fiction as if science is fact because science is always changing right. right their truth is changing there might not be so much difference between modern science and science fiction right <laughs> right um we're in the midst of pandemic supposedly well let's go back and look at all the pandemic movies and see what changes to their what are they taking their cues from the movies or the movies taking their cues are we being manipulated based upon those things right. you know etc ufos oh they're supposed to be friendly and cute ets phone home or are they supposed to be predator-like killers that come to eat us and take all of our resources <laughs> you know sort of thing <laughs> um and it's interesting that they're always reptilian yeah you know like the serpent in the garden sort of thing so there's this there is this tie in fact, there's an old article from Christianity Today, and they've been taking this tack for a long time. And so this is invading Christianity, and it's, it's, not, it's not making good or bad. It's just kind of absorbing, um, kind of like, yeah, this is great. Let's absorb it and let's use it. Uh, it's entitled Sci-Fi Spirituality. Underneath the technology and weird costumes often lies something deeper. It says, but science fiction can also be a conduit to ask serious questions about faith, religion, purpose, destiny, and what exactly it means to be human. Mm. Now, that's great conduit to that conversation, but it could also be a conduit to other things, right? I mean, rock and roll could be a conduit, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Immorality could be a conduit. So that's kind of a, a bad proposition from, Christ, from uh, Christianity today. Uh, so we're taking an opposite tack. Uh, these are questions not usually possible to ask in other genres, at least not as easily. The setting, scope, and plot of most science fiction makes it possible to explore themes that have puzzled humans since the beginning of time, including themes that crop up again and again in the Bible. Well, okay, so now we mentioned the Bible. Right. right. So the Bible's clear about these themes. Questions are always, has God said? Right. So this is almost satanic yeah. in, it, in its proposition. It goes on to talk about the deeper side uh, of sci-fi. Uh, mentioned may maybe one or two scriptures, but all kinds of science fiction shows, and then gets into religion and science fiction. Think about Neo dying at the end of the Matrix Revolutions uh, in a cross of light, no less, with the promise of resurrection, or when Captain Kirk goes to find God in Star Trek and the final frontier. Spoiler, he doesn't find him. Right. So none of these things portray the truth. They all are portraying a counterfeit thought. Um. But some of the best science fiction also has a character trying to make sense of what Christian faith looks like in an often brutal universe. Daryl Brooke, a character in Firefly, Josh Weldon's criminally understated sci-fi cowboy mashup, is a pastor known as the Firefly universe as a shepherd. 
Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. But trying to provide li- the light of God in a very dark place to some occasionally hopeless people. He's a devout man, but he also has a dark past. His own redemption makes him passionate about seeking the redemption of others. Or consider Nightcrawler, played by uh, Alan somebody in X-Men 2, who spends much of the film trying to reconcile his deep faith with his mutant powers. These characters are examples of viewers of people trying to understand how Christian faith can continue to make sense of the world, even when the world has fallen apart. When Christian faith is authentically treated in science fiction, it can remind believers that faith can provide hope and meaning even in the darkest times. But it never does. It can, right. but it never does. Right. And the, if there's a hope, it's a hope in you know, something else. He goes on to talk about Star Wars merging all religions and some Buddhist yeah. you know, force uh, fantasy. And then um, says... Um, Battlestar Galactica has competing mythology, some of which uh, seem to be true and some which seem to be false. But again, it was the people who were open to faith who end up being the ones who could believe in a bigger purpose than their own goals. The list can go on and on where there's science fiction. There's likely a robust mythology or spirituality that has something to teach Christians. Other examples like Stargate Universe, Star Trek, The Next Generation, Signs, and Minority Report all explore deep themes of faith, belief, and destiny. Well, that's Gnosticism. That's right. all world religions. Yeah, the the, the underlying theme of most science fiction is it's rooted in a philosophy of humanism. Right. Absent of God. Yeah, and, and it's always taking a Bible theme and then let's kind of take, change this change it, and disparage right. it. Good word. Uh, science fiction might seem like it only has appeal for people who want to escape or watch big space battles, but underneath all the technology and wear costumes often lies a deeper, much more spiritual meaning. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Science fiction, perhaps more than any other genre of pop culture, can be used to explore deep questions of identity, humanity, and faith. It has much to teach us about belief and love, even if it happens to take place in a galaxy far away. So it's an immoral representation, and yet it's steeped in society, video games, cartoons, movies, themes. Um, it's in our everyday vernacular, and it, it's NASA plays off it, right. and Elon Musk plays off off it etc and it captures the mind of society and rather than take them to god it offers another skewed view of god so the conversation yes is there but it's morphed even since this article uh, has been written yeah it's an it's an alternate possibility yeah and so and even yeah. for 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 someone to be discouraged in their belief in god and the belief in the uh, veracity of the word of god yeah they don't need to have something else that's authentic they just need to have a possibility, right? Yeah, it's a possibility that right. this could be out there. This could be a reality, and even a hopeful possibility of wouldn't it be great if we could fly? Yeah, and be- I do believe that you know somebody who's into this, you could say, well, let's think about the force. Who is that for? I mean, I, I understand that you can right. make a bridge of conversation, but really, it's the same thing that you're going to do with rock and roll, you know, immorality, all well, those other things. You're going to try to bring it back to Christ because it's out there offering something else. And where Christians are embracing it and utilizing it greatly, they're, in, they're inviting the occult. You know, sure. the, the, the forbidden astrology is kind of being inserted as part of their faith, a mix of their faith, a, a flavoring of their water, yeah. you know, that they drink. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, the common theme throughout all of this science fiction that you mentioned is, there is this kind of uh, play to add a validity to religion or faith, but there's never a stated what this faith is in. It's just this yeah. faith in this thing. And, of course, faith and not having faith in God 
which is what we believe, obviously that's the big thing that's absent. It's this humanistic idea. And so, um, you know, trying to um, bridge this idea that, yeah, there's faith and religion, but they're not stating what it's in. So that's where it really misses. And so the idea of there's these alternative universes, other worlds, other galaxies, there's other peoples populating them. Evolution has taken different tracks, different tolls. Everyone has a different religious belief, but there's all this one religious ideal, you know, that's, that's a based upon human potential and human capability or individual potential, individual capability. And of course, these races mix, uh, but they're not mixed races. They're mixed creations. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's kind of like um, devils falling and the giants of old coming into the daughters of men. You know, it's, it's, it's all honestly very dark and very wicked. And yet the intrigue sucks us in and makes us soft acceptors of some of the ideals and in, in as as young men in our generation i think it's pervasive i think i think you know maybe people older than us might be less prone to it but definitely people younger than us understand the vernacular and are being challenged with some spiritual ideas and i think we maybe we should be good at making the bridge but at the same time we don't need to use the bridge as some way of getting out there because we're we're codifying the ideas well yeah and to acknowledge that science fiction is a cultural influencer i mean it is shaping minds it does just uh bend worldviews yeah and and it's it's attractive because it 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 poses the possibility of being untethered from the absolute right so so the the laws of physics don't exist anymore right and 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 what are the laws of physics really those are god's natural laws gravity yeah yeah gravity uh uh Time travel, space yeah. travel. Yeah, the, the, I mean, like light speed, warp right. speed, whatever you know, whatever yeah, genre we're dealing with. It's like, it's like the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, I, I want to get beyond it. I want to have my own salvation and my own thoughts. Um, so I found a couple uh, good articles. Uh, one was by National Geographic Society: Why We Explore Nards and What Decades of Missions Have Revealed. And it goes on to the decades, and of course, hardly anything has been revealed. And there's a big article on this is what we know, and it's like. Uh, making a mountain out of a molehill, you know, because right. we really don't know anything. The best article was by the Brookings Institution, Five Reasons to Explore Mars. Um, this was 2020, the fall of 2020, less than a year ago. And listen to these five reasons to explore Mars, okay? Everybody already says that, you know, NASA overdoes it. NASA gets all this money, and as of late, NASA has said, you know, NASA exists to create human harmony, to solve problems like racism, like it's the social thing, right, you right. know, it's it's babble. Well, it's it's a sci-fi, th- th- you know. It's like we're going to be, you know, the rebels in the universe, and we're going to unify to fight the Darth Vader. That's kind of almost how NASA's sounding. Um, to find the origins of life and to find other life, which is a sci-fi proposition. Uh, to foster scientific progress, which is already like, defined in the Bible. Yeah, by the cell way. phones and microwaves, etc., etc., et which, which. You know, maybe some of those things need to find the zero gravity of space. You know, I understand that. But other than that, you know, what, what other scientific technologies are you going to find beyond the, the human mind? You know, the metaphysical, and that's what they're getting into, metaphysical, a.k.a. science fiction. Uh, so the Brookings Institution says to understand the origins and ubiquity of life. That's funny that they would say it that way. To develop new technology, to encourage space tourism to facilitate space mining, to advance science. And ultimately, the article ends on um, we're going we're gonna to learn how other planets evolve over 
time, even though we all just live a short amount of time. Right. Um, so there, this, this sci-fi mentality has created these propositions by NASA, by the scientific realm, that are science fiction in their propositions. I mean, right. we're funding this and fueling this and making it something that society's willing to go do. Just like, you know, you want your kid to be in the Olympics. Well, now we want our kid to be the savior of the universe. Right. You know, we want them to be the scientist that, that kind of goes after this. So it sounds benign, but it is very much an anti-God proposition. Well, and because it, it begins with a false presupposition. Right. We don't need to go to Mars to discover the origins of life. It's already defined. Um, yeah. Because we already know the origins of life. Right. And so it starts with a rejection of the Bible. Bible. It has to, right? right. In other words, if, if that's one of the reasons to go, then decision number one has been um, two thousand years, and if more, four thousand years of sacred text preservation. Right. We're rejecting that, right? And we're going to reject four thousand years of human understanding. Uh, I'm going back to Noah. So four thousand years. Sure. Okay. So four thousand years of human understanding of the origins of the universe that has been collectively agreed upon, right. even by those that aren't Christians, right. because they would acknowledge a creator, they would acknowledge stars, times, and seasons. Uh, you were talking about the, the, the heavens declared the glory. And I was thinking about visiting Chichen Itza earlier this year, and right. the Mayans, not Christian, but they looked up at the sky and they realized there's a, yeah, it works in a pattern. Yeah, Quetzalcoatl. Someone a, created a pattern up there. Right. Now they couldn't put their hand on right. wh what it was. Um, but there is was. a pattern. But there is a pattern. And the stars and the sun and the moon have been given for signs and for seasons and for times. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're to count our days. So God, yeah, God did that. Right. But you got to look to the Bible. Leviticus numbers actually explain those incidents right. and those purposes. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, yeah. so anything that begins with a false premise, if you leave the yeah. port with the, the wrong heading, you will end up at the wrong answer every single time. Yeah. Right. Every single time. And so the Marvel Universe... The DC Comics universe, all that's tied in. And so we ought to be cautious. I'm not saying that, you know, a little kid playing Superman on the swing, you know, that that is an anti-Christian proposition. He's going to grow up a devil worshiper. <laughs> but we, we ought to be cautious about in our, in our uh, pulpits, churches, schools, you know, homeschools, whatever, about exalting this and not giving warning to our kids just saying kids you know that's funny haha -ha, or that's int int intriguing haha -ha, but this is truth and this is error this is going the wrong direction this is going the right direction should at least be said right. and not that it's this bridge that we make into an evangelistic outreach right so well and understanding it's all propaganda because even superman was yeah. for truth truth justice in the american way he was right. a character yeah. propped up for nationalism yeah and that, you know, obviously Superman's an American. And, and he was Americans, wearing underwear. I mean, he was yeah. wearing underwear yeah. from the beginning. The guy's right. a fruitcake, you know? It's a fruitcake. <laughs> so, well, then that brings us to Elon Musk, because Elon Musk is, a, is an interesting character. So we have um, Jeff Bezos, Amazon bazillionaire, has Blue Origin space organization, space travel. He just went up into space, took some people up there. Uh, we have Virgin Atlantic's um, guy. What's his name? Branson. Yeah. Branson. Branson. Yeah, and he has uh, Virgin Galactic, and he has the space plane, you know, that's gone up. So, you know, the the, the technologies are neat because NASA, does bazillion dollars in engineering, doesn't take a step unless it takes 10 years to take that step. And these guys are just pushing it, right? Yeah. And because other nations like China, like uh, UAE, um, India, they, they're all having 
space programs that are spending less and that trying to do more. So there's this new competition. It's gone into the private realm, AKA here enters, here enters Elon Musk, you know, libertarian, strange character, weird background. Um, really strange. If you study his background that we're not really here to talk about that, but we're here to talk about, you know, what he's done with like SpaceX. So what's the cool stuff? Well, number one, he's got a private space company. That's cool. Number yeah. two, he's putting up his own satellite GPS, uh, system is going to rule the world like, you know, an evil dictator, you know, uh, like that. Uh, Tesla, electronic, you know, cars, um, Neuralink, putting chips in our brains, you know, so, but then, but then SpaceX, and it's, it's won all the contests, won all the contracts, reusable rockets that can be landed on drone ships with no people that it lands vertically, you know, with a, with a digital computer chip, it knows how to handle that. A little bit of trial and error, but not much trial and error. Uh, and then now they're building this this um, tower that's actually going to catch the thing, so it's not going to take its weight and potentially fall over. You know, if something is windy or whatever, and all kinds of technologies that go with it. And so, step one, step two, step three is going to get to space, go to the moon, and then he wants to go to Mars. Musk wants to go to Mars, but not because it's intriguing, not because he's just trying to make a buck. Just he has the money to spend. <laughs> well, he, he believes in this sci-fi construct, right. which is really a Gnostic cultic construct. He's rejected God. And then all the, all the sci-fi growing up, he's got some ideas. And he's, you know, putting them into, into practice, which is a godlike thing. Take what, what's miraculous, what's impossible. Um, Vanity Fair writes an article, Elon Musk, totally awful, bat-blank-crazy, completely bonkers, most excellent year. <laughs> uh so he's headline. yeah after 2020 he's the third richest man alive i think by now he's the second richest man alive i don't know how he does that although people don't realize Crypto. he's getting all kinds of money not just from nasa but from the government so even though he's kind of this anti-government figure he's double speak guy you know um it says uh, in the article he's on a mission to save humanity hmm. right there, there you go starting with a false premise right from its reliance on fossil fuels, which could destroy the planet and kill us all. He's on a mission to save us from artificial intelligence, a logarithms going rogue and machines ending human life as we know it goes on. He wants to inhabit other planets before the sun explodes and turns our oceans into boiling vats of water, our skies into steam filled death, our lands into carbon crusts of darkness. He's on a mission to inhabit other star systems. Listen, you're not going to escape the great tribulation, right? Right. Some people want to prep, and survive seven years underground. Uh, Elon's got tunneling for that, but then he wants to take an, a select and elite few out on this. And, and, and so there is a real following of this guy. Mm -hmm. There is a real belief of his scientific worldview to the point of faith. In Elon, we trust, you know, right. is the motto of the uh, Well, he's the taking on a, a savior motif. Right. This is this. Every culture and every era in time has its legends. The Chinese praise the great warriors and warlords who control the Asian Empire. The Polynesians worship the gods who supplied them with fish. In Europe, those who set off to find new lands were knighted and had entire armadas named after them. Yet in the relatively infantile United States of America, folklore and luminescence has bounced from one type of deity or false idol to the next. Politicians once respected for changing the tides of society by beating back the axis of evil are now mostly parodies of reality TV. 
Bankers, once idolized for their wealth, are now vilified and detested by the proletariat. Journalists with last names like Cronkite and Gellhorn have seen their professions bastardized by Hannity's and Ingram's. Obviously, this is a liberal. As of late, the most idolized in America become the ones who are now partially destroying it, the tech titans. One by one, they've been built up as gods among us. Steve Jobs, Sergey Brin, Marissa Mayer, and Jeff Bezos, to name a few, had virtual statues of them uh, erected in digital squares, which were then systematically spray-painted, dismantled, and tossed over a bridge as their true dualities came to light. This year, it seems like Musk's turn. It's deifying, you know, Musk with not just earthly technology that might lift you up and make you a techno-have, a sort of mini-god, but now to lift you up above the stars. So this guy definitely has an ego. He definitely has a vision for himself. He goes on to say, there is a, oh, now this is um, people who work for Elon Musk. There is a high level of degenerate behavior with Elon, one person who knows Musk told me. There's a paranoia. Are you with me or against me? Musk's hyper energy is sometimes uncomfortable to be around, this person added. I genuinely want to leave the room sometimes when he walks in. And while he can even come across as a bully, they noted that Musk is not alone among tech titans in this character trait. All of these guys, I spent time with them, Musk, Zuck, all of them, they all exhibit tendencies of total and complete pathological sociopathy. They don't, at their core, give a flying blank about you or me as individuals. Mm. And, that, and that's something. So this, this sci-fi thing allowed to ruminate in a young man to reject God, to become faith-like, to let him be his own God, to develop into let's go to Mars for these reasons. Save I mean, humanity. Yeah, it's, it's only been you know, 50 years that this stuff has really crept up. Uh, the writer goes on, according to all the people I spoke to for this article, must think starting over somewhere else would give us opportunity to do things better next time. That's recreation. Okay. He genuinely believes that he can build enough rockets that we could see 1 million people living on the red planet by 2050. So that's just flat out crazy. Well, that's you right. know, and you, he, he was, his <laughs> employees gave him that theme of what, um, he does either for me or against me. Yeah. That's, that's antichristish. Yeah, right. yeah. Because Jesus said, Matthew twelve thirty, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. And so, you know, you're, the, the quotient meter goes higher when you have an individual who has taken upon himself Christ-like qualities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, everybody's loving this guy and the potential for good and salvation, but what's the potential for evil? What if there's a million people on Mars and he's, you know, controlling everything you know he wants to control twitter he wants to control the money he wants to win the game these guys are all competing who's in space first i mean they're all this big i mean they'll, they'll cannibalize each other well there's a proverbial mountain that they've been able to see mm -hmm. or they're trying to create that they want to get to the top of absolutely so they're trying that, to kind of that, undercut each other that they can yeah. control and yeah. so even in even to currency i mean elon musk this year would be would probably be of all of these characters most known for his association with Digital, cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency and part of the thing that under underlies that is this idea that you know our normal standards of of money here on this planet are about to be jeopardized when elon discovers something you know that mars is made out yeah. of something and of course it's all building a false empire it's always been money cash and gold have never amounted it's never really that's just wealth and the highest uh, definition of wealth is power you know, because you have access to everything. You can do anything. You, you have to buy it. You don't have to pay for it. You know, it's yours. And so these guys are using space exploration with this, you know, rejection of God and this idea, and society is going with them. That's what's sad. And so is the church. 
Yes. And so we have to be a little bit different. Um, uh, Musk said um, on, uh, um, what's the, uh, oh, what's the uh, Joe Rogan show? He says, we're all chimps. We're one notch above a chimp. That's, that's evolutionary theory, For right? Sure. He says, um, like, how bad is the millionth worst person, millionth worst person in the United States? Pretty damn bad, like damn evil. One in a million of evil is so evil, people cannot even conceive of it. Now, he wants to take a million people with him, right. and he's using this term. So we're chimps. We're evil. Uh, he says in The Economist magazine, um, or, or, uh, I think uh, most likely the form of government of Mars would be a direct democracy, not representative. So it's overturning the Constitution. And direct democracy is mob anarchy so we're, we're chimps we're evil mob mentality would be the best or maybe he thinks it'd be easiest to control you know to manipulate um uh, he says um i've got a good idea well no no, no. Uh, he says um that our lives may be a vast computer si simulation there's a billion to one chance we're living in base reality in other words we're not he says arguably we should hope that that's true, because otherwise, if civilization stops advancing, they may be due to some calamitous event that erases civilization. So we're chimps, we're evil, mob mentality, anarchy, but we're so, we, we need to be subject to something or someone unless, un, unless we're subject to something or someone else. Right. right. Now he's, he's kind of trying to take that in, well, and, in and his, his hand. His mission is that man implies man needs a savior, but that he is that savior. I mean, so yeah. that's you start with that. That's yeah. it. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I've already moved on from what you're saying yes. because we have a Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible clearly defines that. And he does but have that following. He does have that money. He does have that elevation of, of power. The, art, the article ends with the author saying, Musk's business achievements haven't landed him in that pantheon. In other words, Rockefeller, Alfred P. Sloan, Steve Jobs. He says his, his achievements haven't landed him in that pantheon, meaning pantheon of gods, but he is an avatar, there's that word, mm -hmm. Jason, for a certain kind of Silicon Valley Yahooism specific to many technocrats sprung from its corporate ranks. Their observations about the social order and Commonwealth get more attention and take on more gravitas than they deserve. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll end with the Elon you mm -hmm. know, discussion. We might need to come back to Elon Musk sure. or, or those type of personalities. Um, because of their pervasive influence and their worldview being accepted. Their worldview is just being accepted. So they're redefining problems. They're creating problems that aren't problems, uh, and they're dismissing real problems, and they're providing themselves as the alternative and the savior of humanity. Now, that's crazy. You think there's a guy that, he's not going to say, I'm Jesus Christ, but he's going to do everything like he is Jesus Christ. We would say that person was Damien from the Omen movies, that mm -hmm. he was that he was possessed and this sci-fi mentality has invaded us the last 50 years. We're funding it. It is our purpose. It is our most, you know, half of even documentaries are about going to space and finding water and all this kind of stuff. And then this false dialectic of climate change on earth, we better find an alternative and get out of here and da, 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 da. And these guys are are leading that with the space exploration so in one instance i've always been intrigued with rockets and space shuttles sure. and 
what's going on, it seems neat. But, you know, really, other than maybe the moon, where else have we been? You know, we've had, we've had these Voyager uh, satellites out there for 40 years now, you know, uh, majority of my life. And what have they found? Nothing. Right. We've put ships around all the planets. We've landed them on all the planets. What have we found? Nothing. Right. Speculation. That matches what the Bible says right. about exactly. the creation. This is center stage. This is where she'd be working. We can't become man 2.0. Elon can't make that. If he does that, then he's not subject to the possibilities of salvation because Christ came to die for men right. on earth. Right. And so why do we talk about this? Yeah. Because this is really an elaborate attempt to discredit the Bible. Yes. That's and, what it is. It's yet, all to do that. Billions of dollars spent in that pursuit, and yet the Bible stands. And the Bible stands. Yeah. And people it works every time. So, uh, I hope this has been helpful to people. You know, I, I think, um, you know, we act as a bridge mm -hmm. to people that are lost in this, that maybe would second guess, that maybe think, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ, but there might be other civilizations out there sort of thing. There's a lot of that, you know. UFOs might come, there's Jesus, and there's maybe this. It's kind of a work salvation scenario. You know, I believe in Jesus, that's my insurance, but I'm also going to, to do this. Well, the reality is there's hope in Christ for salvation. Amen. Um, there is another quote-unquote universe. God lives in the spiritual realm, and he's made that for us. The Bible talks all about it, so get into it. Well, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to check us out at BibleNation.org. We're on YouTube and Facebook, and of course, we'd like to hear from you. Thanks again, and remember the best culture is the Bible culture. It's proven, and it works. 